Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wolfpacker Show. My name is Ethan McDowell, and I am here with Noah Fleischman. We are back after a quick break, um, and we're ready to talk about some basketball. There is a huge game on tap tomorrow night, or as time you're listening tonight, um, UNC, NC State. You know, it doesn't get bigger bigger than that for the Wolfpack, and um, we're here to break that one down. We're going to recap a couple of um, – you know, really exciting games over the weekend for both the men's and women's teams. And we're going to just preview what's next. That's kind of going to be the format for the show over the next couple months. We're going to spend some time talking about what, what happened over the past week. And we'll dive into um, everything that's to come. We'll make a couple predictions, share the key storylines with what's going on with both teams. And at the end of every show, we'll talk a little bit of football, football recruiting, whatever's going on with the Wolfpack there as well, just to keep everyone updated. Um, before we do all of that, I just wanted to share a couple housekeeping notes. We are both writers for the Wolfpacker.com. That is NC State site on the On3 network. Um, On3 is the fastest growing college football and basketball recruiting site on the internet. You know, if, if you like NC State, like the On3 and the Wolfpacker is the place to be right now. And it's only $1 to join for um, your first month for all of our premium uh, access, such as, you know, message board. Um, recruiting scoops and Noah's analysis for all, all three teams. Just a lot of good stuff on there. Go check it out. And um, it's going to be a very, very fun and busy bas- basketball season. And there's no better place to get all the info than the wolfpacker.com. Hope we'll, we hope you will check it out. All right, Noah, let's dive into it. This week, we're going to talk about the men first because of the huge rivalry matchup that we have coming up on Wednesday. It's an 8 p.m. tip-off on ESPN primetime at PNC Arena. It's a sellout, and um, man, both teams are coming in on a four-game winning streak. You know, at the top of that the ACC standings, there's a lot of excitement coming into this game. Noah, you were just at a press conference, kind of previewing this matchup. Um, just kind of you know, just talk about your initial thoughts here. What, what are you thinking? What, what did you hear today? And um, why should NC State fans be excited about the upcoming matchup here? Uh, to get excited, I think it's it's not hard for, for anyone to get excited yeah. for, you know, NC State and Carolina, you know, two teams that don't really like each other on the basketball court, you know, historic rivalry in college basketball as a whole. You know, they're excited. Kevin Keats talked, DJ Horn talked. Um, they both said a lot of the same things. They're excited. They're excited to play in front of a sold-out crowd, um, you know, at PNC for the first time this season. DJ Horn grew up in Cary. He knows about this rivalry pretty well. He said he was excited to be a, finally be a part of it after playing at Arizona State and Illinois State. Um, so I think overall, they're excited. They want to keep the momentum going. 3-0 in the ACC, which is the first time since the, you know, in 11 years, the 2012-13 season. So it's a big feat. If they, if they win against Carolina, they'll be 4-0 for the first time in ACC play since the 1973-74 season. So it's been a while since they did it. They went undefeated that year, and, and we know what happens uh, at the end of that season. So we'll see what happens. But overall, it's a really good game you know, match up with two teams that are playing really well right now and, and two teams that play a very similar style, which is you know, get out and run and, and, and have fun. So we saw a slog at Notre Dame. I'm sure we'll talk about that. You know, a Virginia game, which is going to be a slow paced game. And all of a sudden it's going to be a, you know, it could be a track meet, you know, at PNC. And I think it'd be fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, l- let's rewind a little bit and talk about last year's games because man, they were two exciting, thrilling matchups. Um, NC State went one and one in those matchups. The first one, 
an 80 to 69 loss in Chapel Hill. That's the game where um, Terquavion Smith had the really scary injury. Um, ended up being okay, of course, but um, you know, it, UNC was able to pull away in the second half there. And then, um, you know, when they re- returned home to PNC Arena, I mean, that might have been uh, the most exciting game of, of of the season for them. 77-69 win. Um, Jarkel Joyner goes off in that game for 29 points. Uh, you know, just an incredible game for him. DJ Burns also had 18 in that game. So, um, obviously, someone else is going to have to step up in Jarkel Joyner's place. But I guess that's been the storyline all season. And it's been a committee approach, a different guy every night, it seems. But, um, you know, it, it's been um, it's been fun to watch. And it's going to be cool to see in these rivalry games, someone's, someone's going to step up. And, um, and Noah, like, I, I don't have a clear picture of who it's going to be. Someone like DJ Horn would make sense the way he's been playing, but um, it, it's going to be super exciting to see just uh, – it, it's like how we talk about it with football, right? These games are – NC State and UNC is always interesting. It's never boring. So what storylines are going to emerge? What players are going to emerge? It, and it's just such an interesting period in the basketball calendar that I think we could learn a lot about um, NC State from this matchup, and, and it's going to be a fun one. And, um, you know, w- one storyline that I'm sure is going to be – on um, NC State's fans' mind is the free free throw disparity. Um, Noah, this is your first year on the beat, but I'm sure you've heard plenty about last year's matchups. Um, this is from NC State's game notes. Um, they shot 41 more free throws than the pack in the two meetings last season combined. All right. <laughs> that Hey, what, was UNC maybe playing a little, like, more physical style of basketball? Maybe. That that's probably what they'll tell you, but that that's quite the disparity, and um, you know something to keep an eye on. I'm sure Keats will be letting the refs know about that too. So it'll be um, fun to see um, how Coach Keats, how the players, how everyone handles that this year as well. Um, no, if you had to identify just like one key storyline of this game from watching NC State, from watching UNC, that you think could help decide this game in the Wolfpack's favor, or um, or in the drifted towards the Tar Heels advantage as well. Um, what's one thing you're really going to be keying in on and watching um, uh, after 8 p.m. tomorrow night? It's going to come down to NC State's ability to have a fast start. They've had two slow starts in a row at, at Notre Dame. They fell behind by 10 and trailed basically the entire game, scored, you know, took their first lead with 0.6 seconds on the clock. And then against Virginia, fell behind early, were able to dig themselves out and, and get rolling, shooting 50% in the first half. It's going to take one of those kind of games, I think. You know, shoot the ball well. I'm not saying 50 or 60%. I think 40% in the first half will, will be enough to, you know, get out in front and, and hold a lead. Um, but that's going to be the difference, I think, is is really getting out to a fast start. DJ Horn talked about it today. Yeah. Um, it's hurt them a lot of the year. They just – something just takes a couple minutes for them to get going. But once they once this team sees shots fall, it, they become a really dangerous team. They've got a lot of shooters on the team and – and something they've done well, and they did well against Virginia, is getting to the basket. Because at the beginning of the season, it was throw it to DJ Burns, let him in the paint, or shoot a three. But now it's turned into guards are cutting to the basket, which is opening up shooters on the outside, which is kind of making this offense do what it's supposed to do and turn into you know this, this high power can put up points. Um, so I think that's going to be important. Everyone knows what DJ Burns can do, but it, it's going to come down to a guy like Dennis Parker Jr. or a guy like Casey Morsell, somebody like that is going to have to get rolling. And I think we will see that, um, and especially just getting to the basket. You know, Parker drew a couple and ones against Virginia, 
little bit of a motivation game for him just to be playing the home the home state team. But I think we'll see him get to the basket and try to draw some fouls and get, and get to the line because that's what Keats has talked about. You know, this season is they, they need to get to the line a little bit. Against a team that's going to get to the line a lot, one way you can combat that is also be on the other on the other the free throw line. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, they as you said, they shot 41 more free throws in the pack last year combined, even though NC State shot better from the field in both games. They still lost the first one. So it'd be interesting. But hey, at home, sold out crowd, fun environment. And also the last thing on that is DJ Horn had talked about. Today is he went, he's watched the Carolina State game from last year at home 10 times on YouTube and, and other places, trying to get a feel for not only the game, but the environment, the things like that, that he's going to have to play. He hasn't played in it. A lot of these guys, there's eight new guys yeah. on the team. They haven't played in this environment yet. A lot of them are watching video to be like, okay, it's going to be loud. It's going to be exciting. And he's got to kind of stay composed. Yeah, it's always interesting to see when you have um, so many new guys on a team, how they're going to um, really react to seeing that um, that packed arena. Because, man, when it's packed, it, it gets loud. It, it gets very, very loud in there. It's gonna, there's going to be a ton of energy. It's going to be really cool to see um, how, how the pack uh, measures up to that moment. It, it's, it's, such, it, it's a good test, it's, right? It's, it's a good, fun test. That it, it's just going to be really exciting to see how they, um, how they match up to that. Um, before before we look back on last week's games, Noah, let, let's look at the one other game that the pack has in store this week. Um, it's at Louisville. Um, kind of a different tune, I'd say, than the um, matchup against the Tar Heels, the number seven Tar Heels. Um, Louisville is five and nine. They are dead last in the ACC. They are the only team that has not won an ACC game this season. And, um, you know, they've also lost to um, like guys like DePaul, Arkansas State. They're struggling. They're, they're not um, Rick Patino's Louisville. They're not the Louisville everyone's accustomed to right now. Um, but also, you know, you're still going on the road to Louisville. And, you know, historically, that's a tough place to play, no matter how good the team is. Um, so, Noah, we, we don't have to get too deep into the matchup here. But um, let's go ahead and run through our predictions. Um We'll, we'll go in reverse order here. Um, do, do you see any surprises when they go to Louisville, or do you think they'll, um, they'll leave Kentucky with a win there? I think they leave Kentucky with the win, but Louisville is its a weird team because they played Texas early in the year on a neutral floor and almost beat them. Texas is, you know, it was 19 in the country at the time. They lost by one. They've played teams close. They played Indiana, who's all right, not, not you know, anything's crazy special. They, they played them close too, but then, you know, you lose at home to a Sunbelt team in Arkansas State. So there's there's definitely some questions there. I think they leave Kentucky with the win, but it's going to be interesting to see how this team can flip the switch from playing a very emotional game on Wednesday night to playing a game on the road with a lot of empty seats and see if they can bring their own energy because that's going to probably be the thing to watch there is can they spark their energy themselves? There's going to be like 18,000 empty seats. So We'll see if they can bring it after playing in front of 19,000 in Raleigh just a couple days before. Yeah, the rivalry hangover is a real thing. So that that's that's my main concern. That's the only reason I'll I'll say maybe a, a close win. But um, and NC State should be able to take care of business on the road there and and leave with a victory regardless of what happens um, um, Wednesday night against UNC. And um, now, but before we kind of pivot here, um, Noah, I want to hear the big prediction. Um, UNC at NC State. Who's coming out on top there? 
You know, it's going to be a good game. Carolina's number seven in the country. NC State has one quad one win at the moment, which is a, a, the away win at Boston College to open ACC play. They need a marquee win on the, the resume. I think they pull out a close game at home against the Tar Heels, get their first signature win of the season, and get them square on the bubble. You know, they're on the outside looking in right now. A win over Carolina puts them on the bubble looking good. You probably need a couple more good wins in conference play to, to get into the field, but this will be a good step in that direction. So give me the pack, let's say, by five at home. And, you know, we just talked about how this is going to be a big moment, a lot of energy all, all around this game. I, the, it's not like they're asking a lot of freshmen or a lot of like new players to college basketball to come up to this moment. They're asking guys like DJ Horn, um, you know, guys who have played like a ton of, uh, Michael O'Connell, a ton of guys who have played a lot of college basketball, right? They're not asking anything of these guys that they haven't been through before. Um, so I think they're going to come up. They're going to meet the moment. They're going to exceed the moment. And I think NC State will win this game. Um, I think it's going to be a big game for DJ Burns, him and um, Baycott battling down low. Um, you know, <laughs> The last time we'll get to see that battle, it feels like both of those guys have been in college for quite a long time, but um, or the second to last time we'll get to see that battle. Um, hey, maybe uh, in the ACC tournament they could see each other again, so right at least right. the last time in Raleigh, we'll say that. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> we should say the last time in Raleigh and um, the start of the last series of battles between those two post players, but um, and, you know, two really talented players, two fun players to watch. So, um, I, I but I think Burns is going to have a great game. And um, maybe it's a DJ type of game. Maybe DJ Horn catches fire. And then um, uh, Jaden Taylor, Taylor versus um, RJ Davis. I, that, that's one I'm going to be keeping a close eye on um, just to see how that matches up um, defensively. I think it's going to be a really fun one. But you know what? Yeah, I, I, give me the pack. Give me the pack at home. Um, close one, thrilling one. But, um, but I like NC State at home here. And all right, before we dive into the women's basketball, we just wanted to um, kind of recap what happened last week. Uh, Noah, do you want to run through the prior um, two games they played? Just, you know, they're obviously two wins for the pack, um, two impressive games. But um, you just want to give a quick recap for those who might have missed it. Yeah, they went on the road and, and played at Notre Dame, you know, to on their first game back from the, the holiday break, you know, the first game in over 10 days. They looked like it. They come out with a win, 54-52, but trailed for the entire game. We're down 10 early, and it stayed 10 for a while, but an 8-0 run in the last two minutes changed the tune of that one. They pulled it out with the DJ Burns. Great layup in the final second of the game. You know, Inbounds in right to him. Shot the double, didn't come. Punt fake, easy layup for the game winner. And then they come back home to play Virginia, and – do something that a lot of people weren't expecting. They led by 21 at one point in that game, win 76-60. Dennis Parker Jr. led the way with 15 points. He also, I believe, had four rebounds. The pack played really, really well against the Cavaliers. That was kind of Dennis Parker Jr., you know, his most complete game, I think, for NC State. He's the only freshman on the team. He starts. He started the last six games. He's probably going to start tomorrow or against Carolina. He did it in effective five of eight shooting, including three for five from deep, four rebounds. And only one foul, 15 points, and Jaden Taylor also at 15. So, Pack did it efficiently, balanced scoring with three guys in double figures. 
And that's how they uh, ended up 3-0 in the ACC going into the game against Carolina, who is also 3-0 in the ACC. First time those two teams have met undefeated in league play since the 73-74 season. So we'll see what happens, but that's how uh, the men's team got to where they are right now. Yeah, so if you're listening to this Wednesday morning, which I believe is when the episode will be uploaded, um, you know, tune in, 8 p.m. ESPN. It's going to be an exciting one. All right, well, well, let's dive into the women's basketball slate. But before we do so, I want to say a quick thank you to our sponsor, Game Time. Game Time is a ticket buying and selling marketplace. Whether you're looking for tickets to you know, t- tomorrow's game, whether you're looking for um, Hurricanes tickets, uh, whatever you need, they, they've got you. They've got you on the Game Time app. You can find it on any app store, or you can go to find it in your browser at gametime.co. That's um, .co, not .com. And um, my favorite thing by far is, um, first of all, they, they have tickets up until like right at game time. Like if, if you're a last-minute ticket buyer, um, impulse um, hurricane ticket buyer like I am, um, you know, you can go on the app and find them there. And um, and my favorite thing is when you go on there, you can see exactly the view of the seat of the seat from where you would be sitting in the arena right now. Um, I have it pulled up for Wednesday's UNC NC State game. And look, I'm holding up for those watching on YouTube. You can see the exact view of where you'd be. So that's pretty cool. Um, and if you go and check it out, use code WOLFPACK. That's all caps, WOLFPACK, at checkout for um, $20 off your first purchase. And it's a great deal. Um, and uh, you could go to one of the most exciting games of the season for $20 cheaper than you would be anyways. All right, so go check it out. That's Game Time in the Game Time app or find it on your web browser at gametime.co. All right, let's dive into the women's basketball slate. Um the Wolfpack is 14 and one, um, number six in the country, and two and one in the ACC. Man, I was in Blacksburg over the weekend to uh, to watch this to watch their showdown with Virginia Tech, and I'll tell you what, the if no, if you told me that was an ACC championship preview, I would not be surprised. Those were two good basketball teams going at it. Um, it was, of course, a uh, 63 to 62 loss for NC State. Um, Virginia Tech Center, um, Elizabeth Kitley um, with, hit a shot with a 0.9 seconds to go that sealed that one. Um, but, man, it was back and forth. NC State held a double-digit lead late in the game um, but went cold in the fourth quarter. Uh, so really, really exciting one um, where you had contributions from a little bit of everyone. Uh, River Baldwin's out right now. If you, did, if you missed that, she was injured during the Florida State game. Um, which Noah was at, uh, and uh, it, it's safe to say, like going against one of the best post players in the country, um, it, it was tough not to have River there as um, you know, your own um, reliable post presence. Um, Mimi Collins, NC State's power forward, slid to the five spot and played some center and did a good job um, limiting Liz Kitley. I, I, I know it's um, it's um, interesting to say that when she had um, when Kitley had twenty seven and twelve, but I do feel like Mimi Collins did a good job. Um, playing defense on someone, um, you know, a lot taller, more used to playing the center position. And then you had um, players step up and you, you had Matt, Madison Hayes went off seven of nine from the field, um, four or five from deep for 21 points. Um, uh, what a game she had and led the team with nine rebounds as well. Um, Noah, I, I know you were watching that game as well. Um, what kind of takeaways did you have from um, seeing NC State 
go up and drop a close one in Blacksburg. First, I wish I was there. Watching on TV seemed like the atmosphere is electric. You know, I think it was the first sellout for women's basketball at Castle Coliseum. So that was that was cool. You know what? More than 9,000 people there. Good environment. Definitely a postseason environment, as you said. What impressed me, I guess, from a game that at NC State had the opportunity to win, they went cold late and, and kind of, you know, let the Hoagies back into it was NC State got really good minutes from Lacey Steele off the bench. You know, 21 minutes, eight points, a couple threes. I thought she played really well, um, considering they needed somebody on the bench to step up, being down River Baldwin. You're starting Zoe Brooks instead. You need another guard to step up. And, and Lacey, I think, did, you know, with what she was able to do um, on the court. But, yes, River Baldwin's absence isn't great. And you definitely saw that, you know, if she plays that game, is the outcome different? Can't say for sure. But I think that, you know, she's able to, to handle Liz Kitley a little bit and – in a game that was decided by one point, if that's any basket that Liz Kitley hit, you take it off the board and NC State wins the game. So it is what it is, but luckily for the pack, they'll see the Hokies in February this yep. time at Reynolds, and they can you know try to re- try to avenge that loss. But overall, not the end of the world. Of course, you want to see a team run the table, but 14-1 and one is not a bad spot to be sitting right now, considering you're without – there without you know one of their better players who I'm sure we'll talk about it was having maybe the best game of her career when when she got hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I mean, you you hear from both coaches after that loss, and you can just hear the um, admiration they have for one another for one another's programs as well. It, it's it's a rivalry. It's it's a I'd say a very good natured rivalry. It's a rivalry founded in respect. But um, these are two of the best teams in the country. It looks like they're going to you know, have to duel at least one more time this season. Wouldn't be surprised if it's an ACC matchup down the road. Um, maybe even some, two teams that could meet in the NCAA tournament uh, at some point. But, um, yeah, thrilling game in Blacksburg. Um, um, big win for Virginia Tech. And uh, I, I think uh, even though it was a loss, a heartbreaking loss for the Pack, uh, as um, Wes Moore made it clear after the game, uh, it doesn't change anything about this season. Like, like you said, they're fourteen and one, and they've beaten some really good players on the way, uh, really good teams on the way to getting there. And um, you know, like you said, improvements from Lacey Steele, encouraging. She's taking positive steps every game. It seems her confidence is building. You have Zoe Brooks in the starting lineup. I, uh, I mean, she might as well be a junior or a senior. Um, I don't think you really have to worry about any, um, you know, freshman learning curve for her. Um, she just keep, continues to um, become a better and better player, going to make a um, case for the sixth player of the year um, in the ACC, I think, this season. But, um, yeah, you know, R- River Baldwin's going to be out for a couple more weeks. Um, Westmore uh, was um, hesitant to provide, like, an exact timeline, but said, like, like two to three weeks. So that puts um, her on track to return around, like, the January 28th um, Boston College game, if it's the longer end of that timeline. So she'll probably miss, you know, about a, you know, four or five games, which, um, you know, you, you obviously would like to have her back for those, but they'll be able to weather the storm and uh, they're still a pretty dang good team w- without her. Um, and I wanted to ask about the Florida State game. I was on vacation last week. I actually did not get to watch this game, but um, I was following along. I was reading your reporting, Noah, on the Wolfpacker.com. Um what did you see from the Wolfpack in a hard-fought 88-80 to overtime win where, despite the injury, 
Um, River Baldwin still led the team with 21 points. Yeah, the Pack were playing really well for three quarters. And it was because River Baldwin was, you know, dominating her former team. You know, she was 10 of 14 for 21 points in 26 minutes of play. You know, that's it's kind of absurd. You know, her her career high coming into going into that game was 24 points. She was well on pace to shatter that um, before she went down. It was kind of a freak thing, just slipping on the court and and you know rolling her ankle, and, and it seems like that's what she's dealing with. But overall, the pack did a good job at rallying because after she went out, Florida State was able to pull back into the game, reeled them in, forced overtime. But in overtime, you know, NC State was able to hit two three pointers, which they only hit three in the entire game. They were three. <laughs> two of them came in overtime, which was a quick six nothing burst which was what the difference was it gave them a good lead there. And they were to hold on Madison Hayes and um, Isaiah James both hit a three in the overtime period, which was able to do it. So it was a good win for them to show that they could beat a really good Florida state team and, and do it without one of their key players down the stretch. They were able to close it out. You know, Sanaya rivers kind of took over a little bit. She tried Isaiah James. And when you look at it, they had what one, two, five players in double figures in that game. Including River Baldwin's twenty-one, you know James had eighteen, Rivers had twelve, Hayes had eleven, and, and Zoe Brooks had fifteen off the bench. Um, so I think that game showed that Pack has balance. We've known they've had balance. They're one of the only, only one of two teams in the country with you know I think five or six players averaging double figures, which is yeah. really crazy if you really think about it. Um, LSU, I believe, is the other team. So they're in a good spot. Florida State game was a good win, and uh, you know unfortunate, but. If they can get River Baldwin back by that, even if it's the late end of that 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 two to three weeks, we've got a big stretch at the beginning of February that she'll be needed for between they play Carolina, Louisville, and Virginia Tech all at home. That'll be a big, big stretch, and, and hopefully they can get it back for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, you, this is a team that's really built to withstand an injury um, like Rivers because when you look at it, you hinted at it, you have um, – you know, Isaiah is scoring 14.9 points per game. Um, Sanaya at 13.1. Um, Madison Hayes, 11.7. River Baldwin, 11.3. Mimi Collins, 10.7. Zoe Brooks, 10.2. All of those players scoring really well. Any one of them can lead the team on any given night. And then they all also grab 4.3 rebounds or more per game. And um, that's actually, yeah, so... You know, you, you have guards where, you know, Isaiah and um, Zoe are not six feet tall and they're both grabbing over four rebounds per game. Um, Sanaya, I mean, she, she's your point guard, but she's, you know, doing a little bit of everything and grabbing 6.8 rebounds per game. So um, you have a team that, even though you're missing your post player, um, is, is able to, you know, make up for those spots. And, you know, Lizzie Williamson played a couple spot minutes in there. I thought actually held up pretty well um, defending one of the better post players in the country. So if, if you're able to get, you know, five minutes per game to spell Mimi Collins during this stretch, I think they'll be in pretty good shape. And um, kind of just looking ahead to what's next, um, they'll be back in action on Thursday against UVA. A, a little weird um, schedule, scheduling quirk because um, they, they played UVA on December 31st. So it's a, a quick turnaround to play in the Cavaliers again. But that first one, um, they won by 11 at UVA. It was the um, ACC opener for them um, and their first conference win. And um, 
Sonia Rivers had 16 rebounds in that game, Noah. So um, you talk about teams, uh, players stepping up, um, getting on the glass. Um, yeah, I, don't, I, I think they don't, they won't be worried about that. And um, you know, they played well on the road against that team. Um, uh, Mimi Collins had 25 points, which also really stood out. So I, I think it's going to be a uh, another good game for them. And um, I'll go ahead and throw my prediction in there. I think that'll be a uh, a win for the pack. I think they'll be motivated to bounce back. Um, Noah, what do you think? Yeah, I think it'll be a win. I watched that game on TV on New Year's Eve. They played well, handled Virginia for the most part throughout the entire game. As you said, rebounding is going to be big from the guards, especially with River Baldwin being out. They've done it before with her in, so I don't think it'll be an even issue. Wes Moore was asked about that after the Florida State game, and he wasn't too worried because the fact that your point guard can get 16 rebounds in a game, (laughs) I think that that shows – what these guards are and none of them are afraid they'll, they'll go up and, and battle with someone's post just to grab a ball and usually Sanaya comes down with it and she's the one that takes the tip I mean she, she's not afraid to jump up there with with the tallest person on the floor yeah yeah I, I, I even with River Baldwin out she did all the jump balls this season River Baldwin's six foot five and they have um Sanaya out there doing it instead um she literally does a little bit of everything for NC State um and you know she's going to be an all ACC, maybe all American type player during her time in Raleigh. All right. And um, that's actually the only game we have to preview this week because we will record another episode before um, um, the January 18th game against Miami. They get a full seven day break after the UVA game. Again, that's, that's ideal. Get a little time to a um, little more time away from competition for river to heal up before launching into a three game in a um, seven day stretch there. So you know, keep an eye on the pack. They're um, 14 and one, number six team in the country. Um, really, really exciting group. If you haven't been out to Reynolds yet to see them play, get out there. Um, tickets are actually sold out for the rest of the season, so you have to hit up on um, the, the secondary markets, um, such as the Here's game, the game time, time app. So um, go check it out there, and uh, it's it's going to be a really, really exciting ACC schedule because. You know, like it is every year, the ACC is stacked. It is a great basketball conference, and it is going to be exciting to watch how it all unfolds. All right, but before we get out of here, Noah, let's um let's talk just a little bit of football because um since, since the last time we talked, there's been a flurry of um, announcements. I mean, you have uh, um, on the bad news side of it, you have Aiden White hitting the portal. That's a pretty huge loss for NC State. Um, then you have, um, you know, the good news where you have you're bringing in Noah Rogers, um, former five star, someone who had been talked about a ton on this podcast and a ton on the website as a high school recruit. Well, he's um decided to come back. He's you know coming back home, teaming back up with childhood friends and the former five star number, um, you know, top thirty recruit in the country. He's a uh, he's coming home. That's a huge addition for the pack joining an already stacked portal class that ranks um, number seven in the country when I last looked. So no, anything from the portal news, um, I don't know, NFL draft news, anything else stand out to you um, that, um, you know, you want to make sure we cover here. Just the fact that NC state's killed the portal so far. They got 10 guys in, they're all on campus, by the way, all in class and working out. And, you know, there was some worry that Jordan waters was going to make it to campus, but he's in Raleigh on campus, in class, no worry there. Everyone that's committed publicly is is on campus and, and doing their pre, you know, preseason workouts. So that's a good thing to see. Um, and I think that NC State has done great in the portal. I don't think they're done. I think we'll see some after spring ball. You always do. More guys will leave. It'll open up some holes. 
NC State has done a good job at plugging the holes they had so far. And we'll see what happens. But, you know, one guy I'm excited to see is Devin Marshall. Talk about Aiden White mm-hmm. leaving. Well, they go out and get one of the top corners in the FCS, um, you know, coming out of Villanova. He played really well. 11 pass breakups this past season. You know, he let up. I, I, I did, was doing some research. You know, he let up, you know, three games in a row with more than 50 yards, you know, if, um, early in the season. After that, he allowed, I think it was like 20 yards total yards after the catch. Wow, okay down the stretch of the season. And that was like across eight or nine games. So he's a lockdown corner, what they needed. I'd expect him to be, you know, really high favorite and contender for, for one of those starting corner spots next year. So we'll see what happens. We've got a lot of ball to talk about throughout the spring. I'm sure, but I think it's going to be exciting group to watch come August 31st. Yeah. I mean, it starts now, Noah, it's going to be the hype machine from now until August because, um, it's going to be an exciting group. It's, it's going to be a fun group um, to, to watch gel, to watch mesh, and um, develop over the next um, eight months before we get to see them play together on the field against um, Western Carolina. All right. Um, before we wrap up the show, just wanted to say another thank you to our sponsor, Factor. Um, this holiday season, you might be looking for nutritious, convenient meals to help you energize on um, jam-packed days. Factor. America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle while tackling all your holiday to-dos. Um, head to factormeals.com slash wolfpacker50 and use code wolfpacker50 to get 50% off. That's code wolfpacker50 at factormeals.com slash wolfpacker50 to get 50% off. Um, we're not just reading you that advertisement without, um, you know, our personal experience. Like I will personally endorse factor meals. I, I really enjoyed them. Um, we got a box shipped to each of our apartments and um, they, they were great. I, I'm not usually like a huge, like ready to eat meal guy, but um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a factor customer now. They're, um, they're, they're a solid, solid meal service where um, I, I really enjoyed everything tasted fresh. Um, everything was flavorful. It was just, um, you know, Huge fan, huge fan of Factor. So go check it out and, um, you know, use code Wolfpacker50 when you do. All right. Well, that's all from us for today. Um, Thank you so much for watching the show. And um, please tune in next week when we are here to recap and, um, you know, share all of the predictions that I'm sure we went 100% on. So we'll see how that goes for us. And, um, hey, if anything wild happens in the game against UNC on Wednesday night, Make sure to check out the wolfpacker.com. We'll be there talking about it. And um, we're excited to be at that game. And um, we look forward to seeing you all there. All right. Have a good one. We'll talk to you next week.